What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. We are absolutely pumped to be back with y'all today. Uh, it's been far too long, a bit of a hiatus, and the content has returned. As always, myself, Tucker, Garrett, Cammy Mack, and Jack Subak of the Las Vegas Desert Dogs joins us today to talk all things Desert Dogs, all things Las Vegas lacrosse, which I have a lot of great questions on. Um, we're just pumped to have you on today, man. Thanks for joining us, and, and boys, welcome back into yourselves as well. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're taking a little Lyle break here. <laughs> yeah um one thing tucker i think you forgot to mention is that we are uh presented by stick grip <laughs> uh so you know box across channel production presented by stick grip our fantastic sponsor but anyways um yeah what's new uh you know i'm finally done with the high school season which i felt like could potentially go on forever so you know, as, as much as that was fun, um, glad that like I can actually have some free time back and not go from, you know, work until 5 p.m. to coach until 7. You know, sometimes if it's games, it's not getting home till 10 o'clock. Right. Uh, so it's nice to have a little bit of that time back. But, uh, you know, summer's right around the corner. So only a couple weeks until we get that going. Um, speaking of, of summer ball, Garrett, your boy Lyle, I mean, he's, he's kind of all over the place. What's going on there? Uh, give us some insight. Um, you know, for maybe some people that might not know what's going on. So he, uh, if you heard him, the red, sure everyone's listened to the last episode. He put out a letter, a little statement with the PLL basically saying, hey, uh, I'm taking a break. I need some time to focus on my family, focus on myself and my mental health. We, you know, the whole nine yards. We like dope. Take a break. You, you've done a lot. Um, all of a sudden, Six Nations decides to uh, drop a little little pick on Twitter of your boy suited up and in warmups and everyone was like, Hmm, okay. So what that tells us is um, rest and relaxation is a state of mind. You can do it anything. So he chose to do that back in the box, not on the field. So nice. Yeah. I mean, with, with his statement, you know, I feel like initially you thought that it was him just taking a break from lacrosse in general, but it sounds like it's more so, I mean, you know, you can speculate all you want, right? It, it, no one's really going to understand Lyle except for himself and, and you know, what's important for him, right? But it kind of seems like, you know, maybe he's just trying to get back to playing for fun um, and, and not feel like he's stretching himself so thin um, with being in two pro leagues and having all that pressure, right? He kind of just wants to get, get back to um, – you know, that kind of casual game that he grew up loving. Right. Uh, and I, I have to see, I say, I think it's a power move that he, you know, put out that statement and then it felt no, you know, remorse with then jumping in with the chiefs, um, which is sick, but I don't know, Jack, have you heard anything from, from any players? Is there any talk, you know, what, or is there a lot of support for him? I mean, it's gotta be kind of an interesting thing that, that you guys are reacting to as well. I mean, I mean, personally, I love it. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I think it's, you know, he can, it's free country, free world, man. You can do whatever the hell you want. And, you know, it's, it's, if he wants to go do it, he should go do it. If, if it makes him happy, go do it. Right. Like I, I saw that I didn't see his statement. I knew he wasn't playing the PLL, but I saw the tweet that the chiefs put up of, or the video of him shooting around as I, I was dying at the, uh, the mentions or the comments or whatever. It's like frying the PLL. Because everybody was pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, hey, hats off to the guy. Like, 
I don't know him personally. I, I've only heard great things about him. He's a great, you know, salty the earth guy, and you know, it makes him happy. I heard. His, I thought he was coming out west. I thought he was going to to the Nimo Senior A or B or something like that. But guess not. It's all good. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I love these uniforms that the that the Chiefs have. So Lyle, if you're listening, I already got thick, so I need something to go with that one plan. <laughs> I I just want to add from the the cultural perspective involved in that. I think it's I think it's great that he's playing for six and that he's you know choosing to spend his summer there and playing because when he when he talked about getting back into his community and, and giving back to his community and this this summer was going to be you know a community engagement getting back to his family this in a lot of ways i think connects with that as well for him playing with them because i mean he is basically the ultimate role model for any native kid growing up now who wants to be a lacrosse player um and i mean for a lot of us guys in the midwest and, and everywhere else we, we fell in love with lacrosse in a lot of ways because of him as well so I think for him to be there and be playing in front of kids that can relate to him and, you know, want to emulate after him, that's a huge role model move right there as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially with just the the fact that it was so soon after he made the announcement. It makes me think that it wasn't him saying that, again, you know, I need a, I need a break from lacrosse. It's more so I need a break from the the like job aspect right like i'm tired of it feeling like you know i'm just doing this to to hit a quota or to make appearances or things like that right he's getting back to his own roots and and doing what is best for his mental health and that's you know playing in an environment that he feels comfortable in and i really respect that well um, you know what else is interesting is that a lot of people had questions whether he was going to suit up for the Haudenosaunee this summer or not and then that those few images came out of of him and like Tahoka and a few guys um tossing around is what it looked like and that was the answer of, hey, you're going to see him in a Haudenosaunee uniform this summer in San Diego. So well, um, that's going to be nice. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you think it has a lot to do with the fact that the POL is just like traveling all the time? They're always on the road, right? It's it's kind of that like, I don't know, amped up atmosphere. What do you think, Tuck? Uh, I mean, I I just got to think the guy just wanted to break from from – being on the road 24 seven and yeah wanted a break. And, and uh, I do think, I think that the PLL markets themselves in this way, but people go to PLL games because it's quote unquote, a party atmosphere. Um, you know, it brought that entertainment value to lacrosse much like what live golf is trying to do in the golf world right now. They're trying to bring more of an entertainment party atmosphere to the sport and it catches on for some people when it does a really good job at that. But I think for a lot of people who are used to, kind of the traditional game and just wanting to play lacrosse and, and just wanting to enjoy every second of it. I would imagine having that many cameras pointed at you 24 seven and, and all that kind of stuff would be a, a bit taxing on the, the mental part of the game and the soul part of the game and everything. So I, I love, I just love seeing the guy playing box in the way <laughs> he is and, and spending the summer playing box and, you know, getting to see him suit up for the Haudenosaunee is power moves. Power yeah. And, and Jack, I have to ask, is it, is it, Pretty much just the assumption playing at the level that you guys do that you're you're doing something in the summer, right? Not taking it off like you're, you know, everyone's going back to play seniors or um, you're elite or you got the guys crossing over the PLL, right? Is that kind of that that assumption there? Or are there, a, a, you know, a group of guys that take time off? Like, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, I mean, when you're young, you're definitely playing in both. Like if you're if you're not playing the PLL or Canadian, right, and, and you play in the NLL in the, in the winter, you're playing either a w, you know WLA or MSL, right, in Ontario. So, 
Um, there's definitely like guys retire from summer ball. Like we have, you know, especially as I get older, it's, it's a grind, right? Like you're, especially when you, get to, when you get to playoffs, it's best of seven series. And it's like, it's hardcore box cross, right? Um, it's, uh, it's very taxing on the body, but I mean, there's a couple of guys on my dogs team that don't play that definitely could, they wanted to, if not, they're in the PLL or yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I, I'm, I'm playing, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not good enough to retire from, from, from summer ball and I'm, I'm still pretty young. So yeah, I got a good right now playing. Nice. Yeah. Who are you playing for this summer? Oh, I'm a uh, Maple Ridge or arts. Nice. Those are duties too. Yeah, when do you smart. guys, when do you guys start things up? Uh, we've been practicing and we have our first game this Friday and second oh, game Sunday. So we're right into Remember, it. Remember you got to let me know if there's going to be a stream, right? Yeah, I'll let you know. I, I, I think they have them on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be uh, sick. I'd, I'd love to. I mean, Tucker, you're probably a good resource for this too, but I'd love to figure out if there's some ways to watch, um, you know, some Canadian box. Uh, I've been, I've been trying. I've, I have five recruits in this incoming class who are all playing junior A and junior B right now, and it's been hard to find streams for them so far. So I wish I was more of a resource in a lot of it, and I've been trying to follow their stats, but it's hard to follow some of it. They were uh, pretty good or diligent at least a couple of summers ago with streaming junior A and senior A on YouTube. So I don't know where that went. I'm Googling it right now. Get back to that. Yeah, and I will say we do um, work for a company called the Box Cross Channel. So if anyone wants to stream with us, Hop on they channel. absolutely can do so. There you go. Um, speaking of Mexico, uh yeah, go ahead, Garrett. CJ Kirst is uh <laughs> yeah. in there. I saw that. Uh, I'm rooming with his brother Connor in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, man. I'm pumped to have CJ's and one of the mimical boys. So they uh, seem like a hell of a family. <laughs> oh, hell of a family. They're it, it's pretty funny watching them interact because they all have the biggest like ear to ear grins. They're happy go lucky. Like they're 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 beauties, man. Yeah. I uh there's not one really bad thing you can say about them. So I think that's one thing that kind of makes uh, lacrosse unique too, is there's a lot of, um, you know, heritage, I guess, if you want to call it, or there's like a, a lot of well-known families that are huge supporters of the, of the community and continue to try to help the growth. And I don't think you necessarily see that, you know, in the NFL or the MLB or anything like that. Right. So it's, it's definitely unique. Um, I'd, I'd like to, to kind of shift gears and talk about the uh, upcoming finals for the NLL. Right. So Jack, um, is this something that you saw coming? I mean, is it is it interesting that it's the same matchup as last year? You know, what are your thoughts on this? It was such a toss-up between Colorado and Calgary for me. Like, you don't bet against – like, how do you bet against Dylan Ward? And it's like, okay, well, then how do you bet against Del Bianco? And then, like, I have my, my best buddy Warren Jeffrey scores a game-winning goal for Colorado. Like, you know, I wanted him to, to win – I wanted him to win another one. Um. I, I thought Buffalo was, you know, it was between Buffalo and Toronto for me coming out of the East and obviously Buffalo came out, but um, it's, I, I can't, I, there's no way it's not going three. I think it's going three games and I, man, I don't know. I, I, I it's hard to say every time I say one team, the other team wins. So <laughs> Um, but I do want my boy Moose to win, so I'm I'm gonna my pick's Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's wild, I, Tucker. I'd I'd be curious on what your reactions are, especially if, you know you kind of were rooting for Colorado from the beginning, but 
Buffalo is just, man, they just look like a, like a freight train right now. So, you know, what do you think? Colorado tusk up as they say, I, uh, no, I I'm pumped because yeah, I, I think I was kind of picking them the whole way through just, uh, I really like Colorado. I like their brand. I like what they do. I spent a lot of time in that area. My girlfriend's from that area. Uh, so I feel like I'm, I'm not native to any area for an NL team. I'm, I grew up closest to Buffalo, but uh, because of ties, I'm, I'm pulling for Colorado and I'm, I'm right there. Like, I don't know. You can't really pick against either of the guys and the biggest players and like Dylan Ward. And I don't know. I I'm, I'm rolling with Colorado on this one. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, they just, they have such a cool thing going. And I mean, we talk about, we've talked a lot about fan bases and how fan bases play a big factor into success of teams. And both of these teams in this final have incredible fan bases. Um, and both towns are going to be rocking with full crowds, you know, ready to back their boys. And, and that's, that's cool to see. That's just really cool for the brand. And I think more importantly, we're going to see some probably crazy arena shots that are going to go viral. And it's going to bring that whole conversation up of people are going to be like, it's like that Instagram thing I put out a while back. Uh, everyone's like, well, people don't go to lacrosse games. And then they see a, a pick of a, a packed NLL arena and they're just, they're taken aback. So I hope more of that type of media gets out and people are like shocked. Have you ever been to a game in Banditland? I have not, but I've seen every picture that made me want to go there. Okay, so last year we drove to Buffalo. Uh, Mimical Boys and I were all sporting our buddy Warren, and we're sitting. He got us tickets right in the in the Colorado Mammoth fan section. So we're just getting ripped apart by the they're they're savages like the Bandit Land fans. They're trying to fight us in the bathroom and shit. Like <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty crazy in there. It's uh, yeah, and then obviously the Colorado fan base they're the loud house, right? So. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely yeah I, I have heard some of the stories about how ruthless some of the bandits fans are and like what was the the quote somebody said the other day that you know aside from the bills they're the biggest attraction in town yeah they don't give a sh they don't care about the sabers it's crazy they they the bills it's bandits bills and bandits yeah can't confirm and Josh right Josh now. Allen Josh Allen pulling up to a final game or like what's happening there. I'd like to <laughs> That would be so sick. Um, Let's go. Do we think that it's better for the NLL that the two teams that are in it are some of the largest fan bases and the biggest followings? I kind of like it just for a fact of, you know, obviously you're going to get more committed eyes on the game. If I have my pick, Jack, uh, you know, Vegas, I like that. <laughs> Having a plum mountain, so when it gets there, the Vegas is 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 in that championship game, a championship game in Las Vegas in Mandalay Bay. I don't like that's going to be literally actually insane. Yeah, our our fans. I mean, well, before I get into the Vegas fans, like, can you imagine if it was like Panther City in Buffalo and Panther City's like two fans are. Like on TV, like well, yeah, and that's kind of what I was alluding to, right? It's like you know, you have teams that are not on the same caliber as Buffalo and Colorado, right? Like even you know, I feel like Rochester, Halifax, they get more following, obviously, than than Panther City. But is it Banditland? No, you know. So it's I, I I like to think that it's probably to the benefit of the NLL that you know two of the biggest fan bases are in the finals, 
and like to have that kind of in a row, right? The fans that maybe hopped on the bandwagon from last year, they were like, oh, we have an NLL team that is in the the um you know the finals. Like now they get to see that team play this year. And you know, that's only growing those fan bases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's wild. I'm excited for the the matchup. I don't I personally don't think we should do picks this time. I kind of want to just let it play out and mostly because I don't want to be wrong like I was that first round, but I will say second round four and oh so <laughs> I got smacked you across the face there, Tucker. I got an energy and attendance based question that I mean, Jack, you may be able to answer the best, but I guess anyone feel free to chime in. I I feel like every time I watch a SEALs game, there's like not that like there's a few people close up, but then everywhere from there, it, it feels like the atmosphere doesn't feel as packed. And I don't know if it's just the camera angles. Like obviously I've never been there in person, but like what is what's that place like? Um, I was so last year I was in Philly and we had a playoff game. In, in San Diego and it was I thought it was pretty it was bumping like they were they were pretty rowdy they were throwing like I think there were a couple beer cans on the field while the game was playing like they, <laughs> they were uh yeah like you sometimes you see it on TV sometimes I, I don't think the TV does it justice sometimes like how many fans are actually there like um you kind of have to be there for yourself to judge it but um they I think they get decent crowds as far as I can tell yeah um, we had Eli on uh last week and he um, or was it? Yeah, last week, and he uh, he was saying that the outdoor game had a really awesome atmosphere, and um, you know that that looked like. I mean, it, well, to your point, I think it is tough unless you're there to really realize it. But there is definitely a difference from when you're watching a Panther City game versus watching a you know Buffalo game, right? Like you can obviously tell. Oh yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for Panther City. I I just. I, I like I told you guys that one story. There's a, a kid I went to school with out here that is from the same town, and I brought up that they had pro across there, and he just didn't believe me. I had to show him evidence, and I was like, "It's in this arena," and he's like, "I know the arena. I just didn't know there was a team there." And I'm like, "Let's get people involved. Tell them what's going on." Marketing, marketing. Let's do some marketing, guys. You know? Yeah, well, let's we'll we'll put a focus group together and we'll get after that. We'll we'll make sure we we up <laughs> Panther City's attendance for next year. So I'm gonna get the angles right. Cause like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Cam. That was actually a good point. Like, two packed out arena, two packed arenas. Like, either place you go on TV, people are gonna be like, "Okay, what is this?" Hella people are here, so I gotta watch it. Right. Well, it's it's just good for the brand, right? When yeah. you turn, you know, if you happen to, to to turn on and the NLL finals for whatever reason, you're not a fan, and you, you see Panther City's arena, it. you're like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." You know, like they get the same draw as you know the 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 professional bags tournaments and the, in the darts, you know, like the bowling. Listen, the sign of a well-produced NLL game that has eyes on it is when any random lacrosse player gets like five texts from relatives that are like lacrosse is on TV. This is crazy. Like when random people are tuning in, watching it and staying, watching it, that's when you know something good's happening. Well, we had like 200, our home opener had 200,000 views on we set a record for an NLL game on ESPN That's Plus. Sick. Yeah, I know you're getting into it there for a bit, but yeah, like I can, dude. If when we make the finals, like some point, like the, the our fans are nuts. That's like, a flight. That's a we're taking that flight. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be crazy, man. Like after our first ever win, like they're in the in the colonnade, like walking back to the uh, casino, and it's like go dogs, go go dogs, go. They're going nuts. Wow. So, How many? How many guys before Cam? I know you're going to shift this conversation to our second segment, but I just got a random off the cusp one here that it's brought up every episode with different guys. Do you do you guys have any guys living in market right now 
in we Vegas? Had nine. We had nine. Uh, myself, Joel Watson, Landon Kells, Connor Curse, Charlie Bertrand, Sam Firth, uh, Eric, Barks, Nikki. Am I missing somebody? I think that's it. Are you uh, guys mostly living in Henderson? No, Summerlin. All in Summerlin. Mm, interesting. Do you, do you expect with that being such just a, I mean, just a great area to be in and a cool part of the world, do you think that number is going to continue to go up? Yeah. Um, they're trying to get like at least 15 to live there. Wow. Right? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I could think of worse, worse places to live for a few months. So, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty miserable there, eh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not a lot to do. Well, I think we're we're pretty much ready to to fire away uh, on your, you know, kind of deeper Vegas questions here. So, Garrett, why don't we uh, kick things off for yes. for Jack's kind of official interview? Everyone, if you're tuning in just now, you've been here forever. You've seen our beautiful faces this entire time. It is now time we interview jack aka little jack jack the powerhouse himself jack subak <laughs> subak 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 all right we're gonna just edit that out but <laughs> i call him jack jack the little powerhouse granted now he ain't that short pretty you know got got some size on him got some meat on him but look at any look there's a video on youtube go look it up just search his name it'll pop up just a nice Nice fight in Vegas. It's like it's just like the old days. Back at you got fighting the Mandalay right in the middle. Everybody's watching. Not gonna lie, you saw you landed a couple on that. How, uh, yeah. What's it like fighting in Vegas? Just being like, man, I'm 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 one of the greats now. I'm like Floyd, basically. Well, and I don't know about that, but I think I don't know. I think there's only like two in Vegas. One wasn't necessarily a fight. I think it was just. We were kind of fed up and all angry and just kind of said, you know, we got to do something. And, uh, well, something happened. And then I think the other one, uh, again, we were we were down and we are kind of getting pumped. And Clarky was trying to get after one of the guys on Vancouver. And then uh, I hopped in. Couldn't let him have all the fun, I guess, you know. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. There was, there was, I I had another one earlier too, and in, that was in Panther City, like the first game of the year. So, is it, you just like to fight Panther, Panther City? Is that just what it is? Uh, no, I think it's just, we're just, you gotta do what you gotta do and just try to stick, just stick up with the teammates and get the boys fired up, defend well, the team's honor. Like and what I can see, what it is, man. It definitely worked. So, good job. Let me try. Uh, shifting away from, you know, fighting we'll talk about some good things in your career um you played a lot of lacrosse um not you not just here um not just professionally but you know back in canada too so what was it like we asked everyone this that played juniors and everything um but what was your experience with that you played juniors um you went to umass you got drafted one team that you're you know you packed out and shipped to vegas did, did you play a little hockey too back in um, yeah, your older days. Yeah, I played uh double A. So in Kent, Toronto, we have the GTHL Greater Toronto Hockey League, and it's the biggest minor hockey organization in the entire world. And there's like three levels A, there's, there's four like House League Select, which is like lowest, and then there's A, and then there's double A and triple A. I played double A all the way up. Uh, then I got to high school, played high school hockey. I was like JV and called up to, to varsity a bit, and yeah, um. 
hockey ho- the the hockey career double a hockey career ended with a bang i think i still have a 17 game suspension record i think so and not go into into details how do you get a 17 game <laughs> suspension just a bunch of dumb shit no no, no. <laughs> yeah. we'll call it grit um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk it up to grit. That's hilarious. Um, I'm because we've we've kind of talked so much about Vegas. I'm I'm curious. I've got a lot of questions. More so, what's it like? You know, being in such an active city. Um, you know, active being an interesting description of it. But <laughs> you know, just like obviously, it's it's got its own character. Um, it's starting to become more of a sports town, right? Not, not necessarily historically a sports town, but you, you got the Knights having a lot of success, right? The Raiders are there now. They're talking about moving to Oakland there. Um, and then obviously the desert dogs, right? So, you know, what's it like kind of being in this up and coming, um, you know, sports, uh, town here? Yeah. They don't like the Raiders. <laughs> they don't like the Raiders there because the Raiders aren't homegrown. They're imported from Oakland. Um, they love the Knights because they're homegrown. They love us as far as I can tell. We're homegrown. Um, I, again, they're going to probably go to Oakland eight or I guess Vegas A's games when they move there, but they love their homegrown, right? Cause they've been starved for so long. The people that live there have been starved for so long. People don't realize there's like three people living, 3 million people living there. Right. And they, uh, they want something authentic. So um, yeah, it's a great sports town. Honestly, it's, uh, again, it's continuing to grow. They're going to get an NBA team soon. Um, yeah, and they, they really don't know anything about lacrosse, like they, the same way they didn't know anything about hockey when the Knights first moved, but uh, they're learning. And they, uh, you know, in our games, like they're they're, they're they're starting to get it. So, like, you know, the ebbs and flows of the game, they know, they know when to get up and get fired up, and they're not like, what's going on, right? So, it's, it's again, great sports town. Yeah, and then one of the things I was super impressed with is how quickly you guys got active in the community, right? How like you how quickly you guys started partnering with local businesses, um, you know, trying to give back, trying to bring lacrosse more to the forefront there. Um, it, you know, can you talk a little bit more to those initiatives and, um, you know, what it's like actually being able to interact with the locals there? Yeah, I think we, I think we had a really successful first year on that on that end um got a shout out a guy his name's eric turner he he kind of uh, from the player side he, like he spearheaded all of the camps and clinics and like teaching kids how to how to hold this like it, seriously if you watched him do it it's you're like it's very impressive how good he was at like getting their attention and then he did outreach with the teachers um so they could teach the kids in, cl- in school in you know gym class um we did a lot of appearances. Yeah, uh, you know, shout out to the front office for organizing it, and 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 again, him spearheading it, and then all the boys just kind of filed in, and um, yeah, I'd say it was a big success. Uh, we did a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you know, kind of one of my last questions going back to, um, you know, your basically alluded to the fact that the fans started to pick up. You know, on like you know, from the first game, they're still learning the sport, right? But then by that last game, it seemed like they started to to catch on a little bit more. Do you feel like even in this first year that there was just a ton of growth, and you guys are moving in a really positive direction? Sorry, what was that? You cut out a second there. 
Oh, I just said, uh, basically, you know, you said that like lacrosse is super new to Vegas, right? And initially the fans, you know, were still learning, but that by the end of the game, you know, the end of the year, that last game probably felt like a really awesome atmosphere. Um, do you feel like you guys, even just having a one year here in Vegas that you're really uh, moving on a, a, a upward trajectory in terms of growth with just, you know, the fans and things like that? Oh, yeah. Um, we did a lot of like post-game autograph sessions too, or like a lot of, you know, interaction with them. Um, and they loved it. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of fans returning. Uh, and now that like we kind of have a, like a, a, a foothold as like this fun, fast paced event, for lack of a better word, right? Because, you know, Vegas loves their shows, right? Um, we're only going to continue to go up. Uh, and again, that's, you know, they, they, they like loved the violence of box across. They <laughs> loved it. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Absolutely. Tucker, what do you got, man? I know you're kind of, uh, <clears throat> I, I think I'm going to take it a non, a non box route and just a, a life journey perspective. So I have, no, no, no. It's like from the, the field perspective, like I, I coach college ball here and, like obviously I spend, you know, 90% of my, my life recruiting guys and understanding the recruiting game and, and how guys end up from place to place. And like, you know, this year we got kids coming from Alberta and Ontario and everywhere. And it's the journey of recruiting is always interesting to me. How did you, how did you end up at, at UMass and kind of, was that the, was that the first selection or did you kind of go through a lot of recruiting? How does, how did that look for you getting there? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, so I got recruited by a guy named Doc Schneider who played in the MLL's goalie and at UMass, uh, UMass boy himself played in the national play for the Toronto nationals. Uh, when the MLL was a thing, you want to ring there. Um, anyway, anyways, I was playing for a travel team called edge Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were in a Maryland tournament. This is specifically for UMass. I, you know, doing the whole recruiting loop. You play everywhere, right? And I'm sure there's a bunch of, not just watching me, but watching our team. We, were, we had a good team, right? And uh, a bunch of coaches watching us. So, um, but UMass, I was playing versus, I think it was Crabs. And I, for some reason growing up, I just did not like Maryland kids. For some reason, I had a, just didn't like them. I thought they were soft. So I, we, were, we were playing box across in, in on the field, basically. And, uh, you know, Doc loved it and, uh, got me for a visit and um, my recruiting process was that was actually the only school I visited I had a couple of visits lined up with other schools I think one was Bellarmine Bellarmine I did go to Michigan's camp I think yeah I went to Michigan's camp it was like a like an invitational camp or whatever I don't really know I don't remember it was a while ago but um, and then uh, Fairfield as well I was supposed to get got on a plane to go visit Bellarmine but the plane broke or got snowed in so that didn't work out and then I like a couple weeks later, I went to visit UMass and fell in love right away. Like it was everything I wanted. It was, uh, you know, perfect mix of like athletic rigor, ac academic rigor, and then it, it's a, a great social life. Like it's the zoo. So, um, zoo mass. Yeah. So, uh, it was, I fell in love and, uh, basically committed the next day after I visited. So, wow. That's, yeah. Guess if it weren't for that plane breaking, man, you know the world could have been different. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Huh. And it's now, life. and now you know UMass is uh, in the uh, the mainstream media, aka TikTok, because of Drip King. Oh my God! 
Yeah. That's that was my next follow-up. You know, <laughs> what's the what's the pers- cause I I feel like younger lacrosse players and you know, older quote unquote middle-aged lacrosse players have very different perspectives on that. Um that's an interesting one though, right there. I, I was gonna bring up. I, I doubt you'd find a UMass alum older than me that likes the drip king and what he's doing i know caleb like i played with him for i think two years i wouldn't say he was a bad guy he was a little odd but you know doesn't you know whatever like everyone has their quirks i don't like tiktok at all i'm i think i have an account i pretty sure i deleted it i might i don't know i don't i don't go on that shit um he's making a bag you gotta tip your lid to the guy like he's making a lot of money at the same time, it's like, is it a, is it not a huge distraction to the team? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. it's tough. And I so think that that's I'm so conflicted that... internally about it. Like, <laughs> I'm trying not to be a hater, but at the same time, it's just like, like how we did it when I was there was the exact opposite of what he was doing. Like, you, you don't post shit like that. Right. And I think to your point, you know, know, you're basically so saying, <laughs> you know, you're basically saying that like, is it is there still some positives to it for the game because it's it's a lot of exposure? Yeah, of course. But is it something that might be, you know, more over the top and, and less about like the actual sport? Yeah, I think that, that that argument could definitely be made and could take some some things away from it. So, you know, there's pros and cons, but my personal opinion, it makes me fucking cringe so hard. <laughs> Sorry if I'm allowed, not allowed to swear. No, uh, you're more than allowed to swear, and I honestly think that we would probably agree with you. Um, I, 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 I listen. Last week of school finals week, some kid on our team, he's a freshman. He comes in and he goes, "Coach, coach, did you see this new Drip King merch?" And he comes and sits down and shows me. He's like, "I'm going to buy this shirt. I'm going to wear it for pregame next year." I go, "You're not wearing that for pregame next year." He's like, "Why not?" And I was like, "You're not wearing that for pregame next year." So. That's my perspective. Yeah, I, I I was coaching. I've been I coached in Philly last year. Was he doing it last year? I don't know. I, I coached this year in Vegas, and and even over the summer, I was doing like camps or coaching like uh, summer ball. Um, and all the kids are like, "You went to UMass? Do you know I'm like, I'm like fuck, buddy. Like, stop bringing them up. I'm gonna lose my mind." <laughs> That's hilarious. Glad I brought that up. That's yeah, no, that's good. That's that's the first. I listen. I had to know uh, from a from a UMass alum and you know somebody who's a public figure now that has that name behind them. So I, no, I feel like I'm more educated in that now. It's nice. I don't know if I have that name behind me, but we'll send you a shirt. I know. I know. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll order some yeah. King merch directly for you. Oh my god! I'll be in Vegas in August. I'll hand deliver it. Hey, Salvation Army needs clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, um, so I, Jack, I think I kind of mentioned this earlier and just kind of come full circle here with the whole Vegas thing. Um, from the from the get-go when we started this podcast, Garrett was all Desert Dogs. He's like, I love everything that they're for. Like, this is a new team. You know, we, from the Midwest, the closest team to us, I would say, is probably Toronto. Um, but that's not really close, right? You know, it's not like we're going up there for games by any means. So, um, we're, I really want to come out next year. I, I actually was there outside of the stadium. Um, we were, we were there 
when you guys had a, an away game and then like a couple days after I left, you guys had a home game. So I didn't get to catch it, but uh, we want to make it out next year. So tell me what, what do we got to do um, when we fly out to come, you know, get prepared for like a Vegas game day? What does that look like? Uh, uh, I mean, you're in Vegas. If you're not liquored by like two o'clock, something's wrong. Especially if you're only there for the weekend, right? Like, so, I mean, usually, this, I mean, December it was freezing, so I don't think the pools were open. But we have these beautiful things in Vegas called casinos, and you can just, I would just, if I was you, I would just hit the casinos. I would go, to, I wouldn't stay in the Mandalay Bay. I'd stay some little bit more mid strip so you can walk around a bit. Um, I don't know, like Caesars or Venetian or something like that, or MGM. Um, you can all, you can also walk. To, you can still walk to the arena from there um and you get like a bunch of sick food i, I hit a buffet i had actually yeah, no i'd go to like a nice buffet like a five-star buffet you get like the sickest food unlimited booze start there and then uh yeah gamble a little bit go sit in a sports book and uh drink and then show up at the game and cheer on the dogs yeah, that sounds great. If you guys uh, have a have a uh, like a big win, you guys typically hit this trip and go out, or are you guys you know kind of doing your own thing and in, in maybe being off the beaten path. Um, yeah, we uh, uh, so like we we went out we we went out to the a couple of clubs after, um, after one of our wins, like we went out, but like. Honestly, God, like when you're living there, like the strip gets so boring, it's so expensive, and you're like, okay, screw this. So we're we're still trying to find like a a, like a bar that's not too far from the strip that is we can just go to after a game. Like there's a bar, there's a country bar called Stoney's. Um, yeah, that place is uh, pretty sweet. It's my favorite bar in, in in Vegas, no doubt. I think that that that's uh, that's that's option A. But obviously, like if, if you like going to the clubs, there's obviously the best nightclubs in the world there. So um yeah, I'm sure it does. We mixed get... it up. I don't know. We didn't have like a set thing. We mixed it up. There's so much to do. Well, if there's any Vegas uh fans listening, they're still looking for a Desert Dogs uh, bar, right? Uh, so maybe it's Stoney's or maybe we can get you guys in in somewhere local. But um that's that's pretty much everything I had. Tucker, Gary, you guys have any more questions for Jack before we uh let him go here? Yeah, I got one. Um, I'm bringing my Ariats and I'm coming to the country bar. <laughs> there you go. I bought a pair of cowboy boots, so perfect. There we go. What's your um, question, Garrett? You played for the U19 team um, and beat the U.S. Uh, was it twice? I saw one was like a friendly game, but then you pretty sure it was. I want to say well, we at least we won once. So we so on the hill. Well, it wasn't Team Canada, but. My Hill Academy team that year, we were loaded. We went undefeated, and we, we played Team USA in a scrimmage. The United I remember that one, yeah. In Ohio State, we smacked them. And then we beat USA in the pre-tournament scrimmage in, at IMG, mm-hmm. and we lost them twice in the tournament. Are you going to play again for, you know, Team Canada? I'm not good enough, no. If they want me to check down on the crease and field across or box across. Either one, take your pick. Which one would you feel? I would rather play for box cross. That'd be a dream come true for me. But, you know, you got a lot of growth and got to play a lot better if you're going to be on Team Canada like that. So, no, what's the go go ahead? Uh, I was going to just say, what's the what's the take on um, like, I I mean, obviously, 
with box right now in the state it is on international level you you, you see a lot of canadians playing for you know other other international rosters um, and a lot of them i get like have heritage or loose heritage and stuff like that but it, it seems to be like more and more and more common that even the the prevalent countries for international cross have a lot of Canadians in their roster for box. Like what's that perspective? Like, so, I, I mean, I did it this summer. I played for team Slovakia in, in uh, what was it? Germany this past summer. Um, I love, like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like it, it, the, obviously the best box cross players are from Canada. Right. So if you're going to these countries and um, you have guys that obviously haven't been exposed to that, exposed to that high level of box cross uh, skill set, IQ, whatever you want to say, they're just going to, and then you're there and you're doing it and you're bringing that to the, to their game. They're going to get better because of it. They're going to see like moves they've never seen before. They're going to see, um, they're going to play faster. They're going to be more skilled um, because of it. And I think it just makes them better. Uh, obviously if you have like too many Canadians, they just take over. But if you have like, I think at the limits you have max four non-passport carrying uh, players on a team and in, in international ball, that's the perfect amount. Because you have leadership, you have uh, IQ and expertise and and uh, experience coming. So, is that an enjoyable uh, European box lacrosse adventure? Yeah, I mean it was great. I lo- I'm going to try to do it again. Um, I play for Slovakia. It's a great group of guys, from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> but um, I so I'm going to try to do it again when they come to Utica. Um, the tournament itself was great, but the the quality of lacrosse was actually some of the greasiest fucking lacrosse you've ever fucking played in your entire life. Like they don't, they don't, you you can't slash, okay? But what you can do is grease guys on the hips without remorse. What's worse, getting a slash on the wrist or getting like your your hips cross checked where you have no pads? I'm yeah. telling you, it's getting cross checked on the hips. Like it's way more dangerous. It hurts a lot more. Like so the refs are idiots, um, which makes for gong show games. But, uh, you know, it's still a fun tournament. You know, everyone is kind of chilling and you get, yeah, get banged up with the boys. It's fun. Well, I'm trying to trying my trying to find myself on a very low end uh, intermediate style country in uh, that Utica tournament. So, yeah, you know, that works. I don't know. Maybe like uh, I'm seeing like what is it, like Costa Rica's got a team in there, and I, maybe Uganda's going to enter a team. It's going to be cool to see. But the fact that it's in Utica, awesome, man, awesome. Because we'll we'll be up there. We'll be able to see a play, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, see, isn't it this August or something? Next. It's it's like it's within next the next year. year I know it's next really, year. Next year, right? It's next really year, exciting. September. Yeah. Okay. September next year. Okay. That's going to be that's a great. That arena is is a cool place and. I don't know. Utica is a pretty cool town. I like that area. Yeah. Good enough place. They have, they have a great Jimmy John's there. I went to the Jimmy John's last time I went. I love that place, <laughs> by the way. You guys are going to get sponsored by Jimmy John's. I, I think it's better than Mike's, Jersey Mike's. Damn. You heard it's it here a little tangent here, but. Jimmy John actually went to high school with my fiance's parents. So Great, man. Hit him up. We'll get, let's get a number. There let's is. get a phone. We got a rep right here. He's ready to go. <laughs> no. No free ads, though. Yeah, absolutely not. Stick grip. Stick grip only. Only stick grip. Um, Jack, we really appreciate you coming on, man. This has been fun. It just feels like a natural conversation. Uh, we we definitely want to have you back. Um, and definitely next year, I had to go run. I had to go get the get the jersey. So I can oh, show boy. 
But next year, I'm going to wear this to a game, and then we're going to get all the boys to go to Stoney's afterwards, it. and we're going to get Fucking the cowboy boots out and, and, and get it get it signed and all that. So we're definitely going to plan a trip to come out and see you guys next year. But before we let you go, man, really appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to shout out or uh, and, you know, um, anything you want to talk to before we let you go here? Yeah, I don't actually – like. well, except for the two hours that we play together or play against each other on the field, I don't actually – like off the field, I know everyone in the league's a good guy. So sorry if I act a fool on the floor for two hours, boys. Just listening. <laughs> have beers after. Yeah, do what you got to do. Hey, it's all business on the floor, and then you can have friends afterwards, right? I'm fucking right. Hell yeah. Well, really appreciate you, Jack. Um, we'll de- again definitely gonna have you back, but uh, this has been great, and uh, we'll definitely yeah, talk to you. Have me on, boys. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother.